Welcome to the Carrots and Cake Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Hopper, an FDN practitioner, author, mom, and IBD advocate. Tune in each week for real-life advice and strategies for becoming your happiest and healthiest self, all while thriving in the gray area. Trust me when I say, you can have your carrots and cake too. Hey guys, happy hump day and welcome to this next iced coffee date. Um, today I'm going to talk about low progesterone and that's something that I get questions about all the time. I have personally experienced it. I see it with my clients again and again and it's super common, um, especially if you are getting into your late 30s, into your 40s. Um, yeah, our hormones are just starting to slow down and progesterone is kind of the one that goes first. <laughs> or often goes first. Um, I also wanted to jump in and share just a quick UC update. Um, I did post something yesterday in my stories. I got a ton of messages from you guys. Um, I appreciate you reaching out and just, you know, um, sending your feedback and ideas and support and everything. I just really appreciate that. Um, as you know, I've been struggling. It's been almost a year. I mean, it was um, Halloween week when I first started this flare. Um, it's coming up pretty soon. Um, yes, there was a period of remission there, which was glorious, and I was probably the happiest I've ever been. Um, but yeah, it's just really been going on for a long time. I just can't kick it. Like the drugs aren't working. The diet's clearly not working. Um, I've tried to change my lifestyle as far as slowing down, asking for help, meditation, walking. Um, it's just like nothing, nothing's working. Nothing's working. It's just very frustrating. So, um, more recently, um, I got off steroids. So that was amazing. Um, I was on 40 milligrams at one point. Um, I wanted to stay on them. My doctor was like, we don't want you to stay on them forever because steroids, knock on wood, have, have been the only thing that really work for me and can get me into remission. But being on steroids, it's really bad for your body. It's really hard on your body. Um, so they were like, no, let's do the taper. Let's get you off them. The Stellar is going to kick in. Like everything's going to work out. So I managed to get off the steroids, which is great. I don't like being on them either just because sleep issues, you're always like puffy and bloated. It's just like, it just stinks being on steroids. They work great, they're a miracle drug, but they all the side effects are just terrible. <laughs> um, so got off the steroids, um, still doing the Stellara, um, doing injections every four weeks now instead of every eight weeks. Um, and I had a great response after the initial loading dose. So when you start Stellara, it's actually an infusion. And supposedly it's like three times what you get in an injection. Um, and I think that's why it works so well. It was just this really high dose. It put me immediately into remission. It was like a week and I went from going to the bathroom, you know, 20, 30 times a day to totally fine. It was amazing. So I was like, Stellaris, the miracle drug, everything's going to be great. Um, and then I think I told you guys this at some point, but I got a tetanus shot. Um, and I'm kind of blaming the tetanus shot, although I don't want to be like that anti-vaxxer and like tell people not to get vaccines and everything. That's definitely not what I'm doing. But I do think um, getting that shot just like really amped up my immune system. Um, and it was just the run of the mill, like uh, annual physical. I hadn't had a physical in years just because I see doctors all the time. So um, it, was, it was time just to have a regular physical. And you know, when my doctor was going through my chart, um, she was like, oh, you haven't had a tetanus shot in however many years, 10 years, 15 years, whatever it was. So she's like, you really should get one. And I was like, all right, I love my doctor. I trust her. Got this tetanus shot and like five days later I was in a flare. So 
I don't know, it could be related. I talked to my GI doctor and they didn't blow it off, which I was happy to hear. They were like, yeah, you know, it's gonna amp up your immune system. It's gonna obviously have like an immune response. Maybe we just have to wait for things to calm down, which is fine, you know, flares happen. Even when you're on these drugs, you can get into a flare, but it's just been going on since July. I'm like over it. Um, <laughs> so during this time, you know, increase the frequency and everything. I really haven't seen any improvement when I'm doing these shots. Um, so if you go to the Stellara materials, like the data and, you know, all their side effects and you know everything that they have on their site um eight and a half days after you do your injection is when the levels are at their highest um and most effective i guess um so every time i do the shot you know i wait eight and a half days and i'm not better <laughs> and of course i'm sure it takes time to like build up in your system and everything but it's just not happening so We'll see, I have a colonoscopy in the beginning of November, so I think that will give um, my doctor a little bit more information. They wanna do a calprotectin um, test, so I'm gonna, I'm trying to do that. I literally have no time to go to Quest. Like I'm looking at my calendar and I'm just like, there's no window of time for me to do this until, I don't know, not next week, maybe the week after. So hopefully I'm gonna get this calprotectin done. I just, my schedule is so packed with like phone calls and everything and clients and just a really busy time right now. <laughs> um, so gonna get all those tests done and I'm just gonna continue along with the Stellar and just hope that it works. There are other meds out there. Um, they're a little more hardcore. I'm not super pumped about going on them, but at this point, I just wanna be in remission because the longer you let the inflammation go, um, the more scar tissue you're gonna get, the more likely, you know, med certain meds are not gonna work in the future. Um, you could have more complications. Um, and of course it puts you at risk for colon cancer. So I'm like, let's just get healthy. Like, let's not this, let this thing like run amok. Um, and obviously, you know, just lifestyle wise, like I just wanna be healthy. Like I don't wanna be going to the bathroom all the time and uncomfortable and seeing blood in the toilet and all that. It's just, it's miserable, it's miserable. And I've been dealing with this for a year, um, but really like 10 years, this has been like quite the journey. Um, and then uh, as far as diet, so I did try the carnivore diet for a good, I would say like four or five weeks. And I would say I was probably like 90% carnivore just because like eating meat all the time. It's like great at first. Um, I fell in love with the ButcherBox burgers. They're very, very good if you haven't tried them. Order them on your next ButcherBox. Um, but yeah, that gets old too. And I was mostly eating beef and bison. Um, I was having chicken and like turkey here and there, but mostly sticking with the red meats. And as I was telling um, my friends and Mal, whoever was asking about it, um, it wasn't not working. <laughs> so um, I had no gas, no bloating, that's good. Um, the blood definitely stopped. I still had like urgency and you know diarrhea and all that, um, but it wasn't not, not working. And I, I was adding in um, avocados and banana here and there. I'd have a little cream in my coffee. I was doing bone broth. Um, there was a few things I was adding in here and there. Oh, um, I was doing the SED yogurt at times um, that you make in your Instant Pot and everything. It's supposed to like feed the good bacteria. So there was a few things I was adding in here and there. Um, definitely didn't get me into remission, but I was feeling a lot better. Um, so in recent times, I started adding in squashes and, oh, I was eating applesauce too. Applesauce was on that list. Um, but I added in squashes, potatoes. Um, I had a couple egg sandwiches. 
um, gluten-free bread. I've added more fun things in in the last week and I just don't think my body was ready for it because now I'm seeing a lot more blood, a lot more mucus, like all that. Um, so I'm debating going back to this like carnivore-ish diet, but I kind of don't want to do it at the same time um, just because it gets really old. It just gets really, really old. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. I, I got to think about it. We're going to Newport this weekend, so I just kind of want to like enjoy the weekend and like not stress about food. Um, so when we get back, I don't know, I might be back to bone broth and meat <laughs> see how I do again uh, because that's the thing I mean like I don't have any other symptoms you know like I'm feeling better GI wise it's just I need things to heal need things to heal um, and maybe it is just giving my body like a complete rest I thought about doing um like a bone broth fast and i actually like bought a bunch of bone broth and i was going to do it and then the delivery was delayed so i ran out of bone broth so it was kind of like i started it and then didn't have enough bone broth to continue so i was like crap <laughs> so i could maybe start that again but i have literally done every diet um i know like a lot of people have sent me messages have you tried this diet have you tried that diet I have tried them all. The only one I haven't tried is this bone broth slash fasting um, diet. And some people say that if you know you give your colon complete rest, um, you know it can, it can heal. You know, so we'll see. We'll see. I guess that's the next one. But not eating is not really my thing. I just don't like not eating. I just really like food. So I don't know. We're kind of getting desperate here as far as <laughs> as far as uh, getting better. I'm gonna keep it together. We're gonna keep it together. It's fine. Um, so that's kind of where I am with things. Um, I do have my next um, Stellar shot in maybe like two weeks. So we'll see if it gets me over the hump. But really, like I'm doing these shots and literally nothing is happening. Nothing is changing. Nothing is happening. Um, it's not even. It's like I'm not even taking them. Um, and then on the functional side, I'm still working with Ryan. Um, I actually have a call with him today to catch up on things. Um, we are doing a parasite protocol. Um, and really, like we got to the point where we have exhausted all tests, all options, and he's like, this is the one thing we haven't done, so let's give it a go. Um, and Cellcore has this like amazing um, parasite protocol out there. So I've been doing it for like two weeks, three weeks. Um, again, nothing's really happening. <laughs> Just kind of the same, just nothing's improving. I guess I'm not getting worse. And Mal and I had that conversation this morning and he was like, he's like, at least you're not getting worse. And I was like, yeah, that's true. So I'll take it. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where I am with things. Um, trying to be positive, um, not trying to get too down in the dumps about it. Um, and really just trusting that my body will do what it needs to do. Um, I've been kind of going with my cravings a little bit lately, and I don't know if that's good or bad, but the whole um, adrenal cocktail thing, the orange juice, that actually came from me craving orange juice out of the blue. And I was like, why am I craving orange juice? And then started drinking the orange juice kind of on my own. And then um, who told me about the adrenal cocktail? Oh, I had an HTMA review, um, and the practitioner told me about the adrenal cocktail. And I was like, I wonder if this is like, connected somehow for me just craving orange juice and maybe needing this extra vitamin C and potassium and all that as far as like my adrenals and everything go. But I've been drinking it every day and I don't know, I like drinking it. it definitely like makes me feel a little more energized and vibrant, I guess. 
Okay, so I have rambled on there. Let's get into the low progesterone stuff because Quinn needs to get on the bus. I need to get him ready, so I need to get going on this. Um, so low progesterone, I see this again and again on Dutch tests. Um, it typically goes hand in hand with high estrogen, low progesterone. Not always, I do see that ratio a lot, and that's you know estrogen dominance, but sometimes I'll see low hormones across the board. But low progesterone can kind of stink as far as hormonal symptoms go. Um, and what I see most often is shorter periods um, because you don't have enough progesterone to make that second half of the uh, cycle longer, the luteal phase, so short periods or sh periods that are irregular. Like you'll have like a 40 something day cycle and then you'll have like a normal cycle. Um, and it's because, you know, you're not ovulating, you don't have enough progesterone. So your um, cycles are like all over the place. Um, also spotting between periods, that's super duper common for low progesterone, weight gain, um, sore breasts, um, depression, anxiety, moodiness. Um, I definitely experienced that last month with a shorter cycle. I don't know how people deal with that. It was miserable. I was like cranky pants for two days. Like I hated everybody. <laughs> That's miserable. Oh, um, but anyways, uh, low libido, low blood sugar, um, headaches, migraines, um, and heavy periods um, are definitely the, the symptoms that I see again and again. Um, but usually it's like you ovulate and then you have like that shorter second half of the cycle and then all of those terrible um, symptoms that go along with it. Again, ooh. <laughs> like, I, like I, I studied hormones and I love hormones and even I was just like, this is awful, like I need to fix this. So this month, less caffeine um, and more carbs because I do think maybe that carnivore diet influenced kind of what was going on. It probably wasn't eating enough and eating enough carbs and yeah, all those things definitely affect progesterone. Um, so that's number one is make sure you are eating enough because if you don't have enough calories in your system, your body is going to produce less estrogen and less progesterone and you still might ovulate, you know, you still might have a cycle, um, but the body is really like protecting you from you're just not gonna have enough energy to produce those hormones because you're not eating enough. Um, and the body is kind of like stressed out in that sense. I just think back to the carnivore diet where I probably wasn't eating the normal number of calories that I normally eat, wasn't getting in enough carbs. Um, and yeah, like my cycle was totally screwed up last month. I mean, it could have been the caffeine too. Um, I was having a little too much fun with the caffeine. Um, and then also on, similarly, if you are not eating enough fat, if you're on the other side of things, um, that could be a reason for low hormones too because you need cholesterol to produce hormones. Um, so if you're somebody that's eating you know, low calorie, low fat, low carb, um, low protein, um, yeah, hormones could definitely slow down um, and you don't have enough as far as having like a regular cycle and having all those crazy symptoms. So definitely look at um, what you've been eating and how much you are eating. Um, I always recommend the website, the TDE um, calculator.net. Um, I think that's a good starting place as far as figuring out your calorie needs. Um, and again, it's a calculator online. It's not like exact science, but it will give you an idea of where your calories should be, um, especially if you are an active person. Um, number two on my list is caffeine, energy drinks, things like that. Um, it, those things like suppress your appetite. Um, and also it is a little bit more stress on your adrenals. So again, it's just another level of stress um, on the body. And if your body is not feeling safe, um, it, it is not gonna produce those extra sex hormones because the body is, doesn't feel like it's safe enough to have a child or to reproduce. Um, but even if you're not trying to get pregnant, having low progesterone sucks. <laughs> it's miserable, like I was saying. 
Um, number three is overexercise. Again, it's just too much for the body. Your body is stressed out. Um, I see this again and again with clients who are super into fitness, low progesterone all the time because you are daily, you are stressing out your body in the sense that, you know, you are exercising that is kind of stressful for the body. You need to have recovery time. You need more rest days. Um, but I always say, um, stress kills progesterone. <laughs> So that could be in the form of mental, physical, you know, over-exercise. So just looking at what you're doing as far as training goes. Um, number five is sleep. Um, again, um, just getting a good sleep, I feel like, makes everything better. Um, but yeah, you need good sleep to have quality progesterone, to have quality hormones, to have that melatonin um, that can make you sleepy. Um, so yeah, just prioritizing sleep is huge. Um, gut issues are very, very important to address. Um, I see this often when um, there's any sort of gut stuff going on, H. pylori, dysbiosis, SIBO, things like that. Again, um, that will bring down progesterone. Um, any sort of stress, that's kind of like the key thing. If you are stressed out in any sort of way, you have food sensitivities, um, thyroid issues, um, gut issues, um, work issues, marriage issues, whatever it is, um, it, just, it just kills progesterone. And then finally, um, supplementation could help as far as progesterone goes, increasing progesterone, but um, it's, it's a last on my list because if you are not eating enough, if you are not sleeping, if you're not managing stress, like the supplements aren't gonna work. They are not magical pills. Um, if anything, they are just supporting the body and just helping it out, um, but they are definitely not a quick fix. Um, but things you could look at as far as adding them in, I mean, of course, talk to your doctor. I'm not, a, not your doctor, I'm not a doctor, um, but magnesium can help support progesterone, um, B6, vitamin C, all the B vitamins actually, but B6, vitamin C, and then Vitex is kind of like my go-to because it does work. Um, but again, if you are not managing the other things in your life, it's not gonna give you the best results. So that's always kind of like my last option. Um, we do focus on like the diet and lifestyle stuff too. And then, you know, we'll add in the Vitex. It's Vitex or Chastry, um, but that can help as far as increasing progesterone levels. And it can take like a few months. So if you start using it and you don't see like an immediate um, response, you know, go for another two months or three months um, and see where you are with that. Um, but again, talk to your doctor before you add in any of these supplements. All right, guys, that's all I got about progesterone. Um, I think the key message here is eating enough and deal with stress. <laughs> are the two things that progesterone likes. And supposedly there are some foods out there that can boost progesterone, things like that. Um, I do have a healthy um, hormone meal plan um, that is linked in my bio. I'll also put it in the show notes, um, but you can sign up for that and that can give you some good ideas about what to eat in your follicular phase, what to eat in your luteal phase, um, how to add in you know, healthy fats, healthy seeds, things like that. Seed cycling can help too. Sorry, I should have mentioned seed cycling. I always, I always forget about seed cycling, um, but that's a good way to help balance and boost your um, progesterone as well because you are adding certain fats and certain seeds at certain times in your cycle um, and those fats can really help boost um, progesterone levels so um, Google seed cycling um, I do have some good information coming out about seed cycling soon because I do love it I do think it can help a lot of women it is not the end-all be-all it's not gonna fix all your hormone issues um, but it can definitely push your body in the right direction um, and I think if you're focusing on some of these things as well eating enough managing stress doing some seed cycling maybe adding some supplementation in um, it'll put you in a really really good spot as far as 
rebalancing those hormones and feeling a lot better. Um, and of course, if you're somebody who's like really struggling with hormones, um, send me a message, more than happy to work with you. Um, I run the Dutch test on my one-on-one -on -one clients um, and it just gives us a lot of good information about what is going on. I don't think testing is always required. I do think if you related to a lot of these symptoms, um, you probably know that you have some sort of low progesterone going on. Um, but I do think the Dutch is helpful in the sense that you have data right in front of you. You see it in black and white, what's going on in your body. Um, and it can be really motivating as far as empowering you so you know what to do, why you're doing it, um, and then sticking with it. Because at the end of the day, it's all about consistency, behavior change, um, and making a lot of these things like part of your lifestyle. All right, I hope you guys found that helpful. Hope you enjoyed my UC update. <laughs> so fun talking about GI issues. Um, but I really do believe like there's some reason I got this wonderful disease. I was going to say stupid and I was like, let's not be so negative. Um, this disease, um, and there's got to be a reason for why I'm struggling so bad. And there's got to be a reason out there that I don't know that I'm in the position that I'm in and I just keep trucking. I'm not going to cry. I hate crying on these cause I feel so stupid. <laughs> But anyways, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for supporting me. And I'm going to get better. It's going to happen. All right, bye guys. Have a good day.